Ladies and gentlemen, listen, this is the one and only unapologetic review, and we're back in the building. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the one and only Cash Banks, and I got my host with me. Black Caesar was good, was good, man. You already know what the rules are. Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't already, go ahead and follow us on Twitter at Go Unapologetic, and you can follow us on Instagram at uh, The Unapologetic Show. You can follow us on Instagram at The Unapologetic Show. Listen. Black season, man. It's been a tough week, man. Very tough, man. Very for hip hop fans around the world, man. It's been a tough week, man. It's been one of those weeks where it's going to go down in history because we lost a legend, man. A legend. I mean, listen, you talking about like Hall of Fame? If if this if, if rap had a Hall of Fame, you talking about Hall of Fame? Never again. Um, all time great legend, man. That, legend. Yeah. Like literally, ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately, yes, we are talking about the late great DMX, man. Like we lost him this week at the age of 50. And listen, man, this was one of those people that you definitely knew every time that they touched a mic. Every time that they did a prayer, you just knew that it was going to be something that it made you stop everything you were doing. He was a he was a headliner, man. He could be Absolutely. In, he could be in a room full of some greats and his voice, his his style, his flow, his spirit, it stood out. Absolutely, man. It just man. stood out, yeah, man. It was, it was one of those things where I was like, yo, look, when it happened, it's like everything stopped. You know what I mean? Like, the world stopped moving again. Like, you know, we, we went through 2020, and we took losses. Yeah. And it was like, it was that moment all over again because somebody you grew up with. Mm-hmm. Somebody that gave you inspiration in everything they did. Everything. You know, and they didn't hide the good, the bad, or the ugly. Nah. So, you know, before we dive into that, ladies and gentlemen, we want to take a moment of silence. And we're going to let the bells ring for the one and only DMX. Ladies and gentlemen, listen, there are some people that come along in life, whether they're artists, entertainers, or just somebody you might know, and they have this energy about them that is just different. They have an energy that you can't find, you can't clone, you can't buy it anywhere. But every time that they're around you, they they give it to you. Yeah. DMX was one of those type of people, man. Oh, man, <laughs> like literally, like yeah, he 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 would go in a room, and he can change whatever, whatever anybody's feeling. Oh man, that voice, man. I um um earlier I likened it to Bernie. You know when when Bernie passed, when Bernie met, right, right, and, and it was just you know people are funny. There's comedians; they tell jokes. Absolutely, Bernie Mac himself when he opened his mouth, he was 
a comedian. He 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 was just that guy. Yeah. There are rappers. There are, there are artists. You know. There's characters. There's whatever you want to call it in this entertainment business. DMX was the epitome of an individual you could not copy. Not at all, man. I mean, you you talking about a guy? We've seen in numerous skits where people have done his voices. You know, they've done his mannerism, and it's because you can't imitate it. You you, yeah. you can't duplicate it. There would be no one like him. And whenever you lose somebody like that, it's tough. Man, it, 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 it hit so hard that, you know, I was sitting up there thinking and I was remembering the first time I heard uh, Slipping. Oh, yes, that's a record people were bringing up heavy. And it was like, it was a personal moment, man, because it was like that song has helped so many people get through so many things, man. Like you look at where these people that we look at as celebrities, as icons, you look at them and they're so great. Sometimes you forget they're human. Yeah. And with him, I think that's what makes this more, more somber, makes it more like, wow, we really just lost. You know, it almost feels like when we lost Michael Jackson. Listen. And it's like one of those (laughs) moments again, like, like, man, like you just lost a piece of the universe that made the world just seem that much better. And and listen, let me say this. Everybody has their flaws. I've seen some of the things people saying, oh, you know, it was the drugs. It was that. Listen, let's get this understood. Everybody has their own flaws, man. Have their own demons they fight. And the thing about X, just the way you just said it, he didn't put his demons in the closet. No. And, and and that's something that, especially with artists, can you think of, I mean, you mentioned Michael, and, and Michael was a great performer, great entertainer, great songwriter, great, hell, everything that you want to incorporate in a record. Michael, from A to Z, was pinpoint. Can you remember an artist, especially a rapper, who put as much emotion in their art? I mean, and, and like I said, you mentioned Slippin'. You can go down um Hell is Hot, that album. Yeah. The um the album after that, even the album he had when he was the old the Grand Champ. All a lot of his music was so emotional. You know what I'm saying? Like this was a person who it seemed like when he wrote, took a look into himself. Absolutely. You dig man. what I'm saying? And then gave you that. It's it's again, I liken it to Kobe. Kobe's dedication, his 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 uh his effort, his hard work. That's what X brought in his own way. And, man, that loss is huge because you just don't see that as much anymore. You don't, you don't see it, man. And, and, listen, he represents a time in the hip-hop that was the golden era. Yeah. Like, this man literally legit represents royalty. Yeah. Yeah. No matter how, you know, grimy the stories were. Mm-hmm. No matter how dark. The analogies was that he used. Mm-hmm. This guy represent a hero. He was a hero. He was a hero to people that were trapped in those dark times that man, he talked about. Man, that was a quote on his behind the music. Um, Irv Gotti said it. He said, when you come out, I want you to represent the people, the underground people, the people who verse it, the voices isn't heard, the people who don't have that shiny lifestyle, who everyday struggle just to get through the day. Exactly. And that's what X was in his music, man. Man, it 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 
it's one of those things where I was just sitting there and I was going through some of his greatest hits, man, and I would still remember the moment I heard Get At Me, Dog. Oh. That record right there, I remember that was my first time hearing DMX, and when I heard that record, you know, first of all, shots out to the producer. When that beat comes on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get at me. You know what I mean? And then when he gets in there, you know. The video. At, oh. Yo, listen, man. In entertainment today, there are few live performers that you actually want to see. Mm, true. When this man hit a stage, he listen, he made it impossible for you to sit down. I didn't even think about that. His performances. He's top five. Top in my, five. In my yeah. book, top five. Easy. Easy. The, the, man, I forgot about his live performances. Man. Like, man. he literally, 50,000 people, man. I was listening to what uh, Swiss Beat said, and Swiss Beat said something that was, it was it was crazy, man. He said, you know, X would go into a, a concert and actually be in front of 50,000 people. He would stop and he would pray. Oh, his pr- and he would literally have killers, murderers probably, gangsters, pimps, whatever you can call it. And it would not be a dry eye in the building. Powerful, man. His prayers were powerful. He was like, you know what, the thing with X, and he was like the thing that he carried the weight of the world. Mm-hmm. He would make your problems, your pain, his concern. Yeah. And he would put himself second. And at the end of the day, you look at somebody like that, you got to ask yourself, what type of level of humiliation and humbleness would you have to possess to be that strong, man? Because he wanted everybody around him to do better than he was. Man, um, listen, it's, it's, it's so many things. It, it is so many things that come to mind with DMX because, like you said, it's – it's almost like somebody took the the worst of the worst and handed it to him, and yeah. and a lot of people would crumble. And um, like like Park said, when a rose grows out the concrete, you don't say, "Man, that rose is scarred, it's bruised." You say a rose grew out the concrete, and DMX didn't hide the fact that he was scarred. He was no, flawed. Not at all. And and he took that pain and that passion. And he gave it back to you in such a way. You mentioned his prayers. And and I think people don't understand. Like, we're talking about a rapper in the middle of his concerts, stopping a concert and giving a prayer. And people in the audience, whatever song he was just singing, your emotions changed immediately. Yeah, no, you. There, there's no way you could hear one of X's prayers and not be touched by it. No, nah, it's not possible. Man. You know, he, you know, Swizzy even went on to say, he said, the thing about DMX was, he was like, I knew early on in this man's career, you know, at one point he had 35 million in the bank. This guy I know has 35 million in the bank. And he said, this is the same guy that would go down to a shelter just to have lunch with the homeless people. Yeah. This is the same guy that instead of writing in the studio with everybody else while they, popping bottles and everything else that you can think of, he would rather go to the abandoned building next door and write his rhymes. You got to think for a minute, man. What type of special individual did we just lose? 
that man. We just lost somebody that was a trailblazer that we probably took for granted, man. I mean, listen, definitely the generation after his era, I'm sure. I mean, I mean, uh, earlier, you know, the statement you mentioned to me about Pac and DMX, there is a lot of people who don't understand what DMX was. You know exactly. what I'm saying? What DMX hell is, what DMX has been. Like, you're talking about a person who is a force, you know what I'm saying? And 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 it's tough because people don't understand that DMX's music was not for the flashy. I mean, listen, Riders, he had some hits. Um, the party up anthem, oh, that was classic. Yeah. But slipping, do you know you can't listen to slipping in the moment and not feel something. Regardless you got to, of man. you gotta feel what yeah. the man is saying. And there's not many artists who do that so consistently. Consistently. And you know what's crazy? You know, when you listen to his body of work, I was listening to one of his interviews, and he said it. The lady was like, you know, I know you're a rapper, but do you consider yourself a poet? And he's like, no, I'm actually a poet. I just happen to rap. Yeah. At the end of the day, he's like, I started out writing poetry. And when you listen to the intensity the way he projects the way himself. He projects, yes. It was something that made everything that he does iconic. The way he talks, the way he walks, the way he stood, if he had a pit bull next to him, yeah. or if he just was, you know, battling in a wild freestyle. Like, I got a story, man. Like, literally, I met X, it had to be almost, I would say, maybe almost 18 years ago. All right. And. I'll never forget it because I was basically, I'll never forget. I was on South beach and we were outside of a club and you know, all of a sudden I hear somebody say, Hey X, what up? Mm -hmm. And you know, there's not too many X's in the world. Only two I could think of. Right. You get what I mean? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like you just know that X represents something. Mm -hmm. And immediately I heard, you know what I'm saying? What up? What up? You know, I can hear that raspiness. Yeah. And when I heard it, I looked, and I see this dude coming closer and closer, and I realize it's X, and I'm like, yo, this is DMX. Mm-hmm. This is about to be a moment. But you know what? That moment, I'm playing my position because I'm like, I'm not the guy that called him over. Exactly. So unlike a lot of celebrities or famous people, whatever you want to call it, he did the total opposite of what I expected. Instead of greeting the person that actually called him first, which was standing next to me, mm-hmm. He greeted me. What up, son? What up? What up? What up? What's good? What's good, baby? You know what I mean? Like, it was immediate. (laughs) Yeah. And I was just shocked because I'm like, yo, this is a legend in front of me. And At at that time, he was already a legend. He was already a legend. And I'm like, yo, what's up, X? And he's like, nothing, baby. He's like, yay. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. You got it. You got it. You on your way. And, you know, to a young cat at that time, the magnitude of that conversation it's just been flashback and back and forth in my head because I'm like, here's a guy that, you know, by most people's, I guess, level, you would say he didn't owe me anything. Oh, he didn't. You know what I mean? Yeah, he didn't. He didn't owe me anything. And when he walked off, the dude that was with me, he was like, yo, X is, that's how he is. That's my dude. I went to school with him. And I'm like, yo, okay. He's like, yo, but he's like, if X got love for you, that means something. Yeah. 
He's like, that means he got love for you. He's like, a lot of niggas say this, and they say it all the time, but they don't really mean it. And I think DMX represented that, man. He loved humanity, man. Listen, love is a very good word for DMX. It's one that's definitely I wouldn't have thought of at first. But now that you mentioned that story, you just, like I said, even though he was so grimy, he was so gritty, he was so raw in his emotion, love, <laughs> which Man, is, which is kind of weird to, to say. I mean, you look at it because of his rough exterior. You don't expect that. You don't expect it, but that was the gift. He exudes love. All day long. Everything man. he does. And, and that's and that's why it's tough. Like it's, it's tough because when you see somebody who is so positive, listen, they might not be polished. It might not be the prettiest. It might not be the fanciest. But when you see somebody who gives off that type of love, through, I mean, like I said, through everything he does, the fact that he just, you know, keep doing what you're doing. He didn't know you from a, from anything. No, he didn't, didn't, didn't even know me. But you can tell by the way he said it, he was giving you that positivity. Immediately, Immediately. Man. Just, Immediately, right, right. Like right off the rip. You just got out, you know, you just got out your ride. And you probably got many other things to do. But you felt it was important enough, not just to acknowledge who called you, but the person that was next to you. Because one of the things about X, and, you know, you look at his interviews, he always says, he says, man, I see myself in people. Indeed. Indeed. So at that moment, whatever he saw, you know, it made him come over and give me that energy. And and it, it listen, man, for the rest of the night, I ain't going to lie. I was sitting there walking around like, yo, I just met DMX. Of course. You, you know what I mean? You like, on a high. Yeah, you I'm definitely like, on a high. I'm like, yo, that was crazy. And ladies and gentlemen, like I said, man, we are sending our thoughts and prayers. Yeah, man. To DMX family, the fans, the friends, the loved ones. We lost a legend. Yeah. <laughs> and there's no other way to put it. And it wouldn't have been right if we didn't start the show like that. Because, ladies and gentlemen, this was somebody special. And there will never, ever be another DMX. Nah, listen. Um, You know, there, there's always a saying. People say, if I can just inspire one person, if I can inspire this or that, you know, I feel like I've done my part. There's no doubt. DMX... Like I said, love. And that word specifically is sticking out now because that's what he gave. Man. That's what he gave, He man. gave it through everything, bro. No matter how gritty it was, he gave love. And in the world, normally you don't get that from people. That unconditional, unfiltered, just honest love. Yeah, man, it's that's rare. That's rare, man. It's very rare. Yeah, that's rare. Listen, man, we miss you, big dog. And we know definitely you are at peace now. Yeah, man. We know that definitely you were up there with Aaliyah, Tupac, oh. all the other legends, man. And we know right now you're smiling down, and we appreciate you, and we love you, man. Yeah. From the bottom of our hearts, from the unapologetic review to you and your family, man, stay up. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a commercial break, and we're going to be right back on the one and only unapologetic review.
ladies and gentlemen, the one and only unapologetic review. We're back in the building. Listen, man, Black Caesar, I don't know what to say about this subject, man, but we got to talk about it, bro. We got some funny things going on out here, and it don't look too good, man. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it don't, it don't, don't look too good. It was one of those moments where hip-hop was represented, but it wasn't represented the right way again. Okay, so this is interesting. All yeah, right. yeah, man. Right. It was definitely one of those moments where I was just sitting up there the whole time saying to myself, man, like... You stupid. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I was just sitting up there like, bro, I can't believe what the hell I just saw. Okay. <laughs> okay. We got to talk about this, man. Kid Cudi. Oh. Yeah, man. Okay, yeah. I know where this is going. Yeah. It, it, listen. Kid Cudi went on Saturday Night Live. Mm. Mm-mm. And I'm I'm very sorry that it was live. Listen, Kid Cudi, love his music, great artist. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Listen, man, there's a lot of ways to express yourself. Ice Cube and the legendary NWA told us that. Oh, you know what I mean? Man. For some reason, when I was going down the timeline... <laughs> I found everything but what I expected to find on a timeline. For some reason, I found Kid Cudi in a dress. You I mean, stupid. I mean, <laughs> driving Miss Daisy Southern Belle dress, brother. Spaghetti strap dress? Man. I was like, you know what? This guy works with Kanye. He's been in a sunken place before. I get it. But no, th- no. Th- th- this was this was not the moment, man. Like at the end of the day, that is never the moment. First of all, yeah, it's never the moment. <laughs> yeah, I had to catch myself. Yeah, <laughs> I had to catch myself there, man. Like, yo, listen, man. When I saw it, I was just sitting up there, and I was like, I, yo, maybe they photoshopped them. Maybe this is a lookalike. Maybe it's a clone. <laughs> maybe it's a clone. You know, that's the new thing these new days. Thing, they say yeah. everybody has a clone. Oh. What do you think about this, man? I, I didn't even make it through, like, 10 seconds of the performance. I cut it off immediately because, like, once again, I was sitting there. You stupid. Listen, <laughs> don't worry about it. I saw, the, I saw the still shot and didn't even click it. But what I would say is this. Man, listen, as a, as a, as a you know, Kanye fan, you know, as, as a Kanye listener, you heard of Kid Cudi back in the day. Everybody knows that um that day and night record was huge. And for, love that record. Loved it. And for a minute, Kid Cudi felt like an artist who wasn't getting his just due. Because he's had some successful, you know, he had some nice stuff. So when I, I first give you that. saw I didn't think about that. I give you that. Yeah, he's, he's, he's been a nice little underground or, you know, midstream, mid-level type guy. So you were like, okay, this is hip-hop, which is the worst part. You felt <laughs> like he was hip-hop. You dig what I'm saying? You felt like this is what <laughs> wasn't getting Man. the recognition. And it deserves no recognition. No, nah, and but. to see his name on SNL, I'm like, yo, that's dope. I haven't heard from Kit Cudi in a while. Yeah, that's man. That's good. When I saw the picture. What in the f*** were you thinking? You stupid. What's wrong with this nigga, man? <laughs> like, why? Why would you pick this moment? Man, listen. From the management to the, uh, the directors, whoever put that together. Whoever agreed to this. I literally mean this from the bottom of my heart. You stupid. Like, <laughs> why? Why? Like, why? I don't listen. I didn't understand it. I was just like, you know, maybe, maybe for some reason this is like, uh, like, like maybe he's acting like, uh, what was it, Shanae from Martin? Like, maybe this is a skit. 
But he was performing literally in the dress. The niggas wearing the Under Armour skin tight spaghetti strap. <laughs> Floral dress, bro. And then I saw. Listen, I don't even think Prince performed no, in the dress. Like, maybe a blouse. Maybe a blouse, yeah. I, mean, I don't even think blouses he performed all in the day, dress. but not a yeah. Listen, I saw somebody put up a picture uh, beside, you know, the late Kurt Cobain. All right. They were saying. Yeah, that this is an 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 ode and a uh, a uh, uh, homage, you know, to Kurt Cobain. But Kurt Cobain has sleeves, my nigga. <laughs> so even if nigga wear a floral shirt, you stupid. <laughs> you feel me? Why you went spaghetti strap? Man, listen. All I'm gonna say is this: summertime's coming, you know, this, and it's definitely uh, you know sundress season. I thought Hot Girl Summer was last year. Listen, man, it was last night, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, it was last night. <laughs> Listen, man, I, I want to erase my memory Damn, kid. of what I saw. And at the end of the day, like I said, I lasted 10 seconds looking at it, and I quickly found a way to exit my browser. Um, Kit Cudi, once again, this is no disrespect. We love your music, your but, bro. music but, bro, that decision. This, this is not the way. You know what I'm saying? This is not how you do it. This is not how you get, you know, at the end of the day, I guess the, the the you know, what do they say? You get the sales or the views or whatever. No, this is how you get the questions. This is how you get, like, what happened? Nobody asked that from you. Nobody asked for it. Nobody. I don't, I listen, I look for surveys. I didn't see one. I didn't see one. I didn't see said. one that said we need to see Kid Cudi in a dress. Oh, man. And once again, definitely, this is dedicated to you and whoever was involved. You stupid. But, uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, listen, man, on a serious note, we got to talk about this black season. You know that this is definitely a personal subject and it, it hit hard, man. All right. The homie black Rob. Oh yeah. Yeah. The one and only the AKA Mr. Woe general. To man said, Mr. Let's get it. Let's get it. Take this money. Make this money. Ain't no way you. Come on, shake now. it. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we're talking about another great. Oh yeah, man. I mean, this guy. Unfortunately, you know there was a video per the shade room. Mm-hmm. Shots out to them. Shots out. And it was shared, and it was basically showing Black Rob, and he was not doing well at all, man. Looked like agonizing pain. Agonizing pain, and he looked like he lost a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. You know, and he could barely speak in the video. He looked weak. Listen, man. This is one of those moments where, you know, we got to go to a certain place right now. And listen, man, today I got time. God damn it. Diddy. Mm. Puff Daddy. Sean John. Sean John. Sean Combs. Nigga had like 18 Elliots. 18. Listen, man. Listen. I respect his hustle. I love his mogulship. If that's a word. If it's not a word, I want credit. <laughs> All paid for it. <laughs> All paid for it. Listen, man. We got to talk about this, man. There have been rumors for years about the bad boy graveyard. Mm. There have been rumors for years that once you leave bad boy... It all goes bad, You boy. You act... <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better myself. We got to talk about this, man. Listen. How many artists have left Diddy that made him Diddy? Mm-hmm. 
and we see the same damn thing every goddamn time. There's not an artist, and I, I defy the audience. There's not an artist I can think of. And please don't say French Montana. Yeah, French. That has nothing to do with this. We're talking about the people that made. We're talking about that golden era. We, we're talking about with, with just DMX, that era, when Bad Boy was the East Coast, man. Bad Boy was the East Coast. Listen, they could have poured water in a cup and it would have went platinum. Legit. That's how bad. <laughs> like, that's how bad Bad Boy was. was. And you can't think of an artist who we've seen stable, maintain, not one, continue, not consistent, one. whatever word you want to say. You can't think of one artist from then to now that you still know of. Not and, one. And we're talking about a roster, Mace, Biggie, Craig Mack, uh, Faith Evans, G 112, Del. G Del, Black Rob. Carl Thomas. Carl Thomas. God damn. Loon. Loon. Wow. Bro, you talking about a, a roster that in the 90s was cranking out hits. Nothing but hits. And they couldn't miss. They couldn't miss. They couldn't miss. And you know what? You know what's funny? It's funny. I'm glad you brought that up. Because you know, we were on our Twitter page. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I made the comment and I said, you know what? This is bad timing for Diddy. So what? It's about time we deal with the elephant in the room. Earlier this week, Diddy took it upon himself in Diddy fashion mm-hmm. to let us know that $1.47 trillion from the black community are made in the culture. Okay. And he basically wrote a letter and so, you know, corporate America, it's time to invest in us. Go figure. Go figure. Come on, man. Like, are you serious? It's time for them to invest in us. Listen, I get what we're fighting for. I get Black Lives Matter. But let's also get this understood. Black Rob's life matters too. And, and, and the way he looks, man, listen, I'm not saying, listen, I, I, I don't think people understand what we're saying. We're not saying Diddy needs to go out and pay this man a million dollar salary a year. But you can't sit and tell me a record as hot as Vanilla Ice has lived off Ice Ice Baby since 90, what, 92, 90? I don't, that record was out when I was a kid. Man, I was, yeah, this exactly. this day, he is living off that record. You're telling me, whoa? Whoa. Wasn't hot enough to for Black Rock. Listen, if you watch the video he puts out, this man says, essentially, he is homeless. Homeless, man. I think that's what did it for me, like, it's one thing to be sick in a bed because, you know, there were some comments and people were like, hey, look, what do you want? Did he to pay his medical bills? Does Did he need to go to medical school and become a doctor? And then we see the video you're talking about. We see the video where he says he's homeless. And it's like. And he's in pain. The man says he's had four strokes in the last five years. His not, kidneys are failing. It's failing, yeah. So at the end of the day, I'm looking at it and I'm like, okay. You want corporate America to come to the black community and invest in us. Guess what? Why don't we invest in our damn selves as well? Because here's the thing. These are the people that built your legacy. And and people see Black Rob, whoa. Don't forget, Black Rob was on that roster as a penmanship too. Man. Dig what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, man. It was plenty. Listen, he had writers. Writers. And these dudes wrote some of his raps. 
Of course. Oh, like we yes. know we we know Diddy is not gonna kill you in a sixteen no, bar write off. I mean, listen, he listen, that's Diddy, just facts. Diddy will get in and do his job and talk his shit, yeah. But we know and when you hear Diddy spitting some of that shit, you know. You know one of them wrote that. Without a without a fact. And and listen, my my let me say it the right way. My grief and my grievances with this is too many times. Now, if it was one artist from Bad Boy, be different. I wouldn't be talking about this right now. Dude, he's batting almost 99%. Dog. Like I said, Literally. like you said, French, who honestly, French is the only guy who was under bad boy. Remember Ross and Nicky when he kind of had them, that was, wasn't that management or that was like something like that, right? That was like uh, outside, I'm yeah. going to look out for you, you do me a favor. But see, they were smart enough to not get, to not get all the way under the roof. Remember, didn't Jeezy leave? Uh, boys in the hood. Exactly. Come on, now. <laughs> that was like a three way deal, yeah. and he he made sure that he wasn't, you know. Under, listen, like we said, we defy you to find us a bad boy artist. Not not listen. We know Diddy has management. We know Diddy. Listen, Diddy has his hands in so many pots of the pie that we probably couldn't even describe all the ways he's worked with people. But name me a guy. Uh, a female, anybody, what it says, label, bad boy, that you still hear from. Not one. Not one. And that and that's crazy. And see, the thing is, a lot of people are looking at it and they're like, well, Diddy's not obligated. Okay, well, here's my theory. They weren't obligated to make him who he is either. But God damn it, you know he's Diddy. So let's understand one thing. Let's get you know out of our feelings for a moment and say, if that was you, would you not want? Would you not want the guy that you helped make a billionaire? Let me say that again: the guy that you helped make a damn billionaire. To the bro, still cashing checks off your work. Man, listen, Biggie's mom doesn't even own his masters. Mace doesn't own his it's masters. I don't got to keep going. You see where right, it's going? This is go down. To, oh, did we forget about Shine? Man, listen, Shine took a bullet for him. And Wanda, what, what 10 years? 10 years, man. man 10 years, bro. And, and for all of those who don't understand what we're saying, there was a recent story. Delonte West. Exactly. I, I don't know if people remember I'm Delonte West. I'm glad you're bringing West. that up. You know Go I'm ahead. Yeah. Delonte West fell on hard times, I'm sure, either a year ago. I'm not sure how long. It was recent. And there was damn near a petition for people to help this man, and sure enough, I, I'm not sure if it was the, Mark Cuban. The uh, Mark Cuban, Mark the Cuban. owner of the Dallas Mavericks. This nigga played for Mark Cuban for maybe a year or two. And Mark Cuban, who is a legit business mogul, yeah. billionaire, he ain't got to do a damn thing. Not one thing. Reached out and helped Delonte West. This is what we're saying. We're not saying Mark Cuban didn't have to do a damn thing. And we're not saying P. Diddy has to be this man nurse, his maid, his doctor. No. But if you see somebody that you've worked with struggling and you have the means to assist, there is, I don't think it's wrong in anybody's mindset for you to lend a helping hand. Not at all, man. And, no. and, and that's all we're saying. Listen, you know what was funny? I saw some of the comments and some of the people were like, well, you don't know if Diddy reached out to him. Apparently, we he, do know we that do. he didn't reach out because he came out and said he's homeless. So obviously, my nigga, come on, man, you, you, you stupid. You, <laughs> come on, man. Like at the end of the day, 
One plus one equals two. Two. At the end of the day, if he's homeless, Diddy didn't reach out to him. Because we know that Diddy got enough money. He could put him in a La Quinta. He could put him in a Marriott. Whatever you want to call it. He could put him in there for the next 10 years. He could buy this nigga a house today and Easy. not even blink. So anybody who's talking come about on, that, come man. on. Yeah, and I, I, listen, I was looking at the comments and I was like, look, people started to realize, you know, after the other video came out. Exactly. And he says he's homeless and all this is going on. I'm like, bro, this is right after we lost DMX. Come on, man. We can't lose our, our legends and then be like, oh, you know, I wish I coulda, woulda, shoulda. It's a rhyme, but there's a reason it's a rhyme. We got time to do something about it now. Listen, I'll tell you this. Listen, you know, you know, prayers up for Black Rob, but let's just say, let's just say. Absolutely. Anything happened to Black Rob and he leaves this earth. And let's just say royalties, money, anything like that comes up to where Black Rob's a state or his his whatever, I guarantee Diddy will show up then. Oh, no, nah, listen, because he knows right then and there in the public court of opinion, it's going to be a lot worse. But my thing is, let's don't wait until that happens. And, and that's exact. Let's get to the point now. My whole thing is this. Listen, if anybody out there right now that is associated with Black Rob, if you can start a GoFundMe. Yeah. Something, man, like let us know we don't mind being a part of it because Here's the thing. We were all put on earth to help each other. Yeah. And yeah, at the end of the day, I can't look at another man suffer like that knowing he made me a billionaire and I'm just somewhere drinking some rock. And that new flavor came out too. Come on, man. Yeah, and everybody. Man, listen, it's, it's. Like I say, Diddy, man, this is not hate towards you, man. But at the end of the day, my respect level. It's on another level with you right now because at the end of the day, man, I looked up to you from a young age and I believed you to be this person that was just this great mogul, but you got a track record with the artist, man. I'm not liking. Yeah, we call it what it is, man. Growing up, Diddy was that that nigga in business. Listen, Jay, listen, Jay-Z came up and Jay-Z made a lot of bread and I, I'm not sure if Jay-Z passed Diddy and we know how big Master P was. We knew what Suge did. Exactly. But when you were growing up, P. Diddy was the ultimate hustler. He was the ultimate one, man. He was he was the one. So the respect for Diddy is through the roof. There was no denying Diddy has earned his stripes. But at the same time, you can't give praise to one side and diminish the other side. And the other side is, listen, his, his artist history is awful. Awful, man. Like, it, it's not, listen. I told you, even if this was 50-50, it would look different. This is not 50-50. He's batting almost 100% that almost everybody that leaves Bad Boy ends up in a very bad Bad space, man. And that's bad, bro. That is bad, my dude. And you're the only one that wins. It can't be that way, man. Like, listen, Diddy, if you hear this, it's definitely still love, man. But we need you the same way that, you know, you want white America. Yeah, man. To invest in us, you got to start saying the same thing to your own community. We need to invest in our damn selves. Yeah, man. And at the end of the day, let's keep the love going and let's kind of get rid of some of this hate. Ladies and gentlemen, listen, man, we got to talk about this too. We got to talk about Young Blue. Young Blue is an artist, you know, he's coming up, very popular. He has a couple hit records and he decided to go to social media Mm -hmm. and let everybody know that he had a DMX feature. Now, the way that he did it, a lot of people are giving him criticism because they're not liking the way that he made it sound. 
he basically came out and said, you know, I just got news. This can't be real. OG, you know what I mean? A lot of people will never understand the man, the musician, the father. This man was a legend. But then at the end of the day, he also puts inside of the message that he might have the last DMX feature. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's not going to be the, taken Yeah, well. the timing yeah. of that is... That's not going to be taken well. It's not being handled right right now with social media, and a lot of people are upset. What do you think about that, man? Man, we all know everybody capitalized, and we know there will be people who will try to capitalize off his death. The problem is when you say I have the last feature, it's almost like um, if you had a rookie card of Jordan, let's just say. And, man, listen, I got this rookie card. No one else has it. Exactly. It's a reason you put that out there. You're putting that out there to up the value. Right, right. So now to anybody logically looking at this, so what you're saying is that this record is special because it's the last DMX feature. The man just died. I mean, like nobody it, wants to hear that. Listen, it ain't even been a full week. You, you, you the man just died, and you're saying I got the last. But you, you can't do that. You would have been, you would have been better just saying, you know, I did a record with him. You know, what I'm saying it was a blessing, and then drop the record. Hell, if you think it's the last verse, keep that to yourself. Listen, man. At the end of the day, it seems distasteful because a lot of people are saying it seems like a desperate attempt to sell more records. That's exactly what it sounds like. And, <laughs> There's no and listen, listen, I'm, it, it's not like you said, it is what it seems like. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you could have paid your respects and told us by dropping the record later on. Later on. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, you know, social media, let's say this. Social media is one thing, but it gets used for a lot of the wrong things. Yeah. At the end of the day, man, if it wasn't for social media, maybe we never hear this story. And then he just drops the record. And, and he just drops the record. He could have, listen, he could have dropped the record. It could have blew up. And when somebody asked him a question about it, he could even say, yeah, you know, I spoke to Edge, this and this. Turns out it was his last record, this and this and that. No issue. Because the point is, you're not selling that. You're trying to sell this man's technically last verse. I mean, and, and, and here's the thing. If the family sees that, which you know they have to have seen by now, they might turn around and think that that was a little unhumble what you did, and they might say, look, no, you, you can't use his vocals. Point blank, period. You know what I mean? Point so, blank, period. Yeah, man, like I said, man, listen, he's a good artist, and I think he thought what he was doing was respectful, but, you know, young OG, that, that's not the way to do yeah, it. Yeah, that's not. And, and you're right. I, I take back what I said earlier because you're right. I do believe in his heart. In his heart, I think he he, he tried to. He might have went the right way, but like you said, the way it came out, bro, you got to understand. Yeah, man. We talked about it. Social media is is, is judge, jury, executioner. That's it, man. That's it. And, and listen, you got like three seconds. Because mm -hmm. once somebody sees it, you're going to get the response either that you want or what it's going to make you want to delete <laughs> based and, on what they say. And like you said, him being an up-and-coming cat and then DMX being a legend, come on now. That's, that, that's, that's, that's clickbait all day. All day. Yeah, so. Listen, man. Ladies and gentlemen, look. A great show going on so far. We're going to take a commercial break, and we're going to be right back on the one and only Unapologetic Review.
Ladies and gentlemen, we're back with the one and only unapologetic review. Listen, man, we got to talk about this. Black Caesar, man, check this out. We got LeBron James, man. He's about to bring a goddamn classic back to a, I can't say a theater near you, <laughs> but I'm going to say a stream yeah, near you. HBO Max or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, man, Goat James. That's what Uncle Shay call him. Go, oh, oh, Uncle Shay Shay shots out <laughs> Uncle Shay Shay. Shots out to Shannon Sharp, man. Goat yeah, James. Yeah. LeBron James is bringing back, and he's going to remake House Party 2, man. House Party? Well, technically, wouldn't this be like... Well, this, you know what? Uh, take them, that them back. The fourth or fifth House Party, right? Like this. I lost count. I lost man. count, yeah, yeah. But he's going to remake it. <laughs> man. I don't mean to laugh. I don't want anything out of the characters. Who would you get to do kid and play? Just, just no, no, he's going to put the original. Oh, he's, he's bringing gonna, back kid he, and play. He's bringing back the original, and it's going to go back to, like, the roots of it. He's going to, you know, LeBron, gonna, he's going to put that coin behind it, man. Wow. Okay, I'm thinking more like a, a replacement. That's... No, no, we seen coming to America, too. This will not be the same. We hope. We hope. We hope. <laughs> but, um, hey, man, listen, LeBron, hey, listen, they said it couple years ago when he went to LA they were like man listen this is a Hollywood movie now listen he got his ring yeah so he validated the basketball part but we knew LeBron I mean he got to be a billionaire by now oh yeah now nah, he's a billionaire yeah he went to Hollywood for one reason this man is about to become a mogul yeah he, he I mean if, if first of all if he's not already well I guess he's definitely a mogul yeah okay, he's so just he's about to he, eclipse that level that some athletes you know become off the you know, off the court or off the field, wherever yes, they at. He, he, he yes, he, he's about to be um, more than an athlete by far. Man. Yeah. I mean, listen, house party, man, you're talking about, this is a classic. And it's considered as one of those ones, you know, definitely in hip hop. Oh. It's one of those joints that, you know, you saw coming up and for him to want to put his, you know, his print on it and be able to, you know what I mean, pause. <laughs> <laughs> You know, if I'm going to want to put his thumb on there, let me just say it that Better way. Statement. <laughs> Better statement. Um, you know, it, it makes it it makes it makes seem, you know, like you can already expect greatness because I think you were telling me before the show, you know, we got Space Jam 2. Exactly, Space Jam 2. Listen, and we could argue House Party may be, I mean, just outside of hip-hop. We're talking about House Party almost felt like the fresh, the fresh Prince of Bel-Air in a sense of it was such a... Uh, crossover type, you yeah, know what I'm absolutely, saying? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because mind you, the chick from Martin was in there. Uh, uh, Tisha, I can't think of her name. Tisha, uh, Tisha Campbell. Tisha Campbell, exactly. Um, and that movie, who can forget the dance? Oh my goodness! Listen, man, I tried to do that dance. I, it, it takes balance. It I'm takes, too heavy for that. It takes balance. <laughs> I'm too heavy for that. <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> Listen, man. I remember when it came out, I think I was in elementary, and, and it was one of those joints where it was like, you tried to stay up late because you remember, you know, the language, you know, exactly. back then, the parents didn't want you to watch the rated R. Martin was in it. Listen, they had a, a, a cast in there that was... Immature with Marcus. Oh, wow, yeah. The, 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 Marcus uh, Houston. Listen, that... Wow. You know what? Okay, I'll tell you that. Now I'm excited. <laughs> that, I'm, that, that's what I'm saying. I'm really like, interested in seeing how they incorporate because that was a man. Listen, knowing LeBron, he knows that it's a classic already, so I already know he's going to try to reduplicate yeah. a lot of that magic and make a newer version of it. So definitely shouts out to LeBron. 
Space Jam 2, definitely checking for that too. Yeah, yeah, I ain't gonna, I'm looking for that. Like, I saw the, the trailer. They You mentioned they redid the Dwayne Wade pose, but that was dope. So, I mean, hey, man, listen. Yeah, man, like, listen. Keep doing your thing, man. Bro, keep, keep it going, man. Listen, we got to talk about this too, man. We got some news that is coming in, and I'm not going to say it's breaking news because I, mean, I don't know. That's the way I feel about it, but <laughs> we got to talk okay. about it anyway. All right. <laughs> okay, what is this? <laughs> Apparently, uh, the homie Logic is coming out of retirement, god damn it. Oh, nigga, I'm thinking about knowledge. <laughs> you said Logic. But <laughs> yeah, man, like, you know, Logic is a rapper, and, you know, he's got bars. He's got a little something-something, but, got, you know. He got bars. You I, know, I give him that. Yeah, he, you know, he, he's coming out of retirement, and he announced it, you know, with a picture on social media next to his son. A couple months ago, I forgot, I think it was the end of the last year or whatever, you know, he announced, he said that was it. Oh, he really did retire? Yeah, he I retired. thought he was threatening. Okay, okay. I, I didn't keep up with it. Listen, man, the reason that I'm bringing this up All right. is because, you know, when does the retirement trend become a problem? Become a problem? In hip-hop, yeah. Like, because, you know, you know, Jay did it for about five minutes, and then the next thing you know, Wayne we got the it. black album. Literally, yeah, literally, that's right. That's right. That's absolutely right. I'm just saying, man, like, that's right. Listen, I know it creates the hype, but okay, who should be able to do it and who shouldn't? Because didn't Wayne do it one time? Or Wayne threatened? Once again, that's little Wayne. We're talking about logic. logic. Well, logic don't have the logic to understand, I think, that, um, listen, I, I will say this. I just realized what you said. You dig what I'm saying? You stupid. I will say this. Um, I can't say I'm a Logic fan because I'm not a Logic fan. I am a fan of people, you know, spitting bars, good good rapping. I like the, um, you know, the flow he has. Absolutely. He has a yeah. record with Joyner Lucas called Isis. It is so dope. Like, the flow they use on it, the record yeah, he yeah. had with Eminem, Homicide. So, let's get it straight. Logic is not trash. That's not what we're saying. Yeah, no, nah, that's not trash. What we're saying is that if Jared Dudley told you he was retiring, <laughs> would you care? No. Nah. Listen, listen, shout out to Jared Dudley. He's a good dude, but Yeah, man. And that's what logic feels like, bro. Just 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 come back and rap. I mean, ain't yeah, he under 30? Like he's young anyway. Listen, man. Well, first of all, shouts out to Logic, because you know, he, he retired with a very you know, a very nice bag. Oh, of course. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but at course, the end yeah. of the day, I'm just saying, you know, it's getting kind of it's getting kind of cliche now. You know what I mean? Like anybody feels the need now to be like, yo, I'm coming back. You know, like I remember Jordan. Oh, the legendary letter yeah. that was faxed to the media outlets, mm-hmm. and it had two words: "I'm back." I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, he faxed. He faxed <laughs> the letter. You know, he didn't even do a press conference right away. He just faxed it. He just was like, "Yo, listen." You know, the stock's about to go up again. And back then, faxes were very important to people. That's it. Yeah. You know, you remember that loud-ass, annoying sound you used to hear that sound like the phone dialing on AOL? Yeah, right. But you wait, you waiting for all of that to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Just to see two words. You know what I mean? So, at the end of the day, listen, shouts out to Logic. Yeah, man. Yeah. Congratulations on your comeback. You know, at the yes. end of the day, I, yeah, well, listen. <laughs> We're going to leave it right there, man. We're going to leave it right there. I'm not going to say anymore because we're already unapologetic and, you know, people are like, yo, they're crazy. Listen, man, at the end of the day, we got to talk about this subject. Man, I told you I wanted to take time to talk about choosing the right circles, man. Mm. Choosing the right circles. A very important situation 
and a topic, speech, whatever you want to call it. We're going to talk about it right now. Ladies and gentlemen, listen, choosing the right circles is very important. It never gets old. Never. Never, man. At the end of the day, just because they stand next to you and they cheer in your face, Mm -hmm. doesn't mean they cheer behind your back. That is very good. Let me just say this, man. That is very good. At the end of the day, there are a lot of people that root for you silently. And then there's people that root for you loud. Mm-hmm. And then there's people that don't root for you at all. The thing you got to realize is at the end of the day, there's three people are showing you who they are. Mm-hmm. You got to decide, though, are they showing you what they want you to see? Or are they showing you actually who they are? Indeed. Indeed. What do you think about that Black Caesar, man? Man, listen. As um, growing up playing sports, let's let's just get un- let's just let's just get this understood. Team is important, and we're talking about every facet of life: family, absolutely, friends, loved ones, um, business partners, coworkers, bosses. Anything you have to deal with a team, it is important to have that unified. For this very reason, you're going to have some people who may not tell you anything. Right. Listen, they might not say I'm on your side, I'm against you, but behind your back, they might be your biggest fans. Your biggest fans, but just don't want to say it. Just don't, and there could be people who are chanting your name. Yeah, 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 this is my man. When you go around the corner, man, I don't know this nigga. Listen, man, you hit it right on the head. That's why I'm headed with this. Listen, at the end of the day, every smile is not sincere. Mm-hmm. Every boo is not authentic. Exactly. You understand what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? I sounded real deep just now. You did. Listen, man. Listen. I wish, I wish we had a little finger snap. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, listen, man. The reason I brought this subject up is because I think a lot of times you look at the world today and you look for a lot of people looking for validation. That's it. true. True. But they're looking for the validation in the wrong places. Mm-hmm. They're looking for it from people that probably are miserable. Yep. They probably are struggling with their own circumstances. So they say to themselves, let me associate myself next to something that is positive. Mm -hmm. Whether it be that that is your situation that you're around right now, we're here to tell you, be careful who you keep around you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You inherit their energy. You inherit their problems. Yep. You inherit their misery. And you also inherit their spirit. So at the end of the day, when you wake up too tired and you're saying, look, man, I don't feel focused. Before you blame anybody, look around you. True. Because there should be somebody beside you saying, nah, man, you got this. And, and, and at the end of the day, this also means you could have somebody who's on your ass. Bruh, listen, you got to do this. You're not doing this right. And understand that person might show you more love. Exactly. Than the person behind you being a yes man. Listen, man. What they say, the backstab is the smiling in your face. Always want to take your place. And that's another thing. Understand, hey. understand. Just because somebody is perceived to be doing better than you, that does not mean they want. They don't want your spot. Understand, <laughs> exactly, everybody, <yeah. laughs> everybody who lends a helping hand, right, right, ain't always lending that helping hand to bring you up. Not always. Might be trying to push your ass back down. They want to get you to your highest so they can take that spot and push you right push back you down. Right. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, listen, man. There's the no world, science to this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Listen, the world is changing every day. 
but this circle situation, the algorithms and the mathematics associated with it, that doesn't change. It doesn't. You inherit what you keep around you. You know how they say you are what you eat? Mm-hmm. Your energy is the same way. And, and they, oh, of course. If you hang around with, let's just call it bums, <laughs> people who don't know what they're doing. Listen, exactly. I always say this to anybody, and I say this especially to young people, and me being a male, I say this especially to young males. Yeah. Keep your ears open. Always, man. Understand. It's... Listen to everything. Exactly. And understand what's good and what's bad. Don't 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 be afraid to make a mistake. Listen. No, not there, at all. There have been people, a lot of people in high position who who have trusted somebody and they stabbed them in the back. So understand. We're not saying that you will never pick wrong and you will always pick right. Right. But I mean, listen, you know, just because this is DMX day, let's just say. Absolutely. He made a statement. Trust everybody to be who they are. It's too exactly. much energy not trusting somebody. So if they shown you that they're not worthy of your trust, don't don't stress it. Don't nah, be like, don't man, I can't be. You know what? You are who you are. I respect that. <laughs> exactly. I just can't be around you. Listen, man, when they show you who they are, appreciate it. Appreciate it, yeah. And, and be thankful that they shown you. You know, because at the end of the day, they could have showed you at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. And see, just like you just said, man, it comes back to this one thing. And I always think about this. At the end of the day, man, there's some people that want you to succeed. Mm-hmm. And there's some people that don't want you to succeed. Period. Don't worry about which one is which. You'll find out. <laughs> exactly. You'll, yeah, find, you'll out. find out. But at the end of the day, what we're saying is when you find out. Take it for what it is. Take it for what it is and don't try to make it something else. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I just wanted to speak on that because at the end of the day, you know, that that's something in society I think we don't talk about a lot. I think a lot of times people get trapped and they get in a situation where they're like, man, I got to be what this person expects me to be instead of just being them. And then also you have situations where people, listen, man, listen, there's, you know, when it comes to blood, friends, family, anything of your close association, sometimes the hardest thing to do is to sell is to tell somebody you love or respect, bruh. Not right now. I, not I, right I, now. I, yeah. I, I don't need you around. Listen, there are some people who there could be a family member who has your best interests at heart, but when it comes down to actually doing the deed, talk about it. They yeah. are unhelpful. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and you and you have to understand there will be times where you can be around somebody. And there's time when you can't. And, and again, we talk about this because, like we said, having a team, a circle, no man is built by himself. Not one. Don't don't listen. I understand you, you come in this world alone. You leave alone. You might work alone. You work hard. But understand, every person on earth has benefited, trusted, believed, been helped by somebody. By somebody, man. And, and listen, the moral of the story is be careful who you choose. Be careful, man. Because at the end of the day, listen, some of them don't care if they try to backstab you with your eyes open or your eyes closed. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm just being real. Yeah, they'll backstab you in front of you. In front of you. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Frontal stab. Front- <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Listen, man. But uh, we got to talk about this, man. Listen, this is a special day. You know, you know, we're paying homage to DMX. At the end of the day, man, let's talk about belly. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about this, man. I thought this was the great way, you know, to, to wrap up this show, man. Okay. Belly and the impact that it had on hip hop, man. 
man, listen, Belly, Belly might be the greatest. <clears throat> how can I put it? Might be the greatest segue into the hip hop acting world, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause think about it, Nas and and DMX. First of all, DMX is a very underrated actor. Let's just easily. get that clear. I mean, yeah, very underrated. But back to the movie. If you watch that movie, the girl from TLC T Boss was in it. Man, the 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 way that movie was put together. Method Man was in it. Method Man was yeah. in it. You know, Lil Duval was in it. Yeah. The way that movie was put together, it gave you into the, I would say, the futuristic look into what hip hop could do. And this, and you're talking about a movie that's over 20 years over old. Over 20. And first of all. There has never been another movie that looked like that. No, not even close. E- even to this day. The know, like, visuals the in visuals, that movie alone. Man, listen, that bluish, uh, the kind of ominous glow. Man. I, I mean, listen, I understand, you know what I'm saying, we're trying to keep it unapologetic. So I'm going to say this. Keisha? Oh, man. That blue glow? Yo. That dark... Yo, listen, man. man listen, listen. Keisha, bro. Listen, we got to bring up Keisha. I got to say this, man. That movie... That scene where she's cussing him out, and you know, you know, he get upset, and mm-hmm. X come home, and you know, DMX way, and the way he handled that situation, man, all I'm gonna say is, goddamn, the Dun Dada, <laughs> oh the man, the original, the original Dun Dada, oh my god, <laughs> like man, that mo- listen, that mo- bro, damn, that was a good movie, man, listen. Shots out to everybody that was a part of that movie, especially the late, great Great DMX, man. Because you're talking about a moment in the culture that still lives today, man. I mean, is can we think of another hip-hop? Because remember, this is a pure hip-hop movie. Cast, everything. Can we think of a movie? Man, that was... No, I can't think. Listen, it's in a class by itself. It is by itself, right? Because if you look at it, it set the bar. It did. And everything that came after it, there's still no comparisons. Like, you know, when you talk about it, we were saying it earlier. Tupac and DMX. Oh, yes. By far. The top two greatest oh. hip-hop actors like, yeah. of our time. Their, their emotion, Hands their passion, their, their, their presence. Exactly. Listen, when Tupac was on the screen, Juice? Oh, man. Juice? Listen. Yo. Tupac had a Gumby cut in <laughs> Juice and still was scary. <laughs> you, you can't be scared of a nigga with a Gumby. You stupid. <laughs> and he still was, bruh, people still talk about that nigga. What, what, what his name was in the movie? Oh, uh, man, I forgot. But I, you just making me think about the meme that they always have on Twitter when he closes the locker. <laughs> and, uh, and Tupac's right there and he's like, I know I'm crazy. <laughs> like, hey, yo, hey, they, they have man. a picture. It'd it be like, oh, um... I want oxtails. Then they show you the price. Then they show nigga face. <laughs> yeah, man. Great Listen, movie, man. though. Great movie, though, man. Great movie, and definitely one of those things that, you know, made hip-hop. It just it just made hip-hop even better. Man, listen, global, blowing up. Listen, that era, you're talking about that 90s to early 2000, that was the global globalization, really, of hip-hop. Listen, easily. Easily, yeah. And when you easily. look at it, you're sitting up there, and you're like, you look back at the movie now and you're like, that movie was part directed by Benny Boom. Benny Boom. This guy was making some of the dopest Did music you? videos at that time. And, and and let's be clear, that was a risk for him. 
Exactly. You dig what I'm saying? Like everything about this movie was fresh. It was new. It was risky. And listen, if if anybody watching our show, listening to our show, has not seen um, Belly, please go give it a look. There's a scene with Man, DMX yeah. and niggas at the table, bro. And DMX is DMX in a movie. <laughs> like remember he kind of found I think he found God in the movie or something like that yeah right? at the end yeah because yeah, he it, was about to you know finish that job he had exactly so and yeah yeah he has the uh, the dude from the Nation of Islam mm-hmm. come up to him and yeah man yep. listen at the end of the day if you ain't got much to do man listen go check out Belly man yeah Belly. if you have not seen it especially for the young generation especially for the young generation if you have not yeah. seen Belly and you want to know what the hype has been about for 20 plus years check it man Check that movie out, and I guarantee you won't be disappointed. Be inspired, man. No, definitely be inspired. Yeah. Listen, man, you know we can't get out of here without doing the world famous, the one and only Black Caesar's thoughts. Have you ever wondered who comes up with praise dances, right? Oh, man. And then you ever seen the praise dances that borderline make you feel like you're about to sin? Like what? <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm gonna tell you why I say this because stupid. since we talking about Black Rob, <laughs> since we talking about Black Rob, um, whoa, these records. I remember when Future had the mask off. There were people in church. Oh man, dancing to the mask. <laughs> off. I'll give you one better. I saw a video, little scrappy headbuster. <laughs> no, <laughs> please don't tell Bruh, me. No, yeah, somebody no. singing "Little Scrappy." Oh no, head buster. So the question I have for the audience is: Oh my God, when does gospel? <laughs> when does it go too far? When does it go too? Listen, if if, <laughs> if I remix the words to Ether <laughs> and I start singing in church, am I good? Man, listen, you got me thinking now. That's almost the equivalent, like. I mean, you just, you you would feel weird if you were in the front row and I don't know somebody just like you know you know the intro to hit him up very <laughs> you know by heart. What if somebody was like the devil ain't nothing but a mark? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you know, all of a sudden you know they come out with the hand signals. I ain't got nothing. You you know what I mean? That's why I ride for you know. Yeah, no, nah, shake I'm, it fast. Yeah, yeah, that'll be an awkward moment. <laughs> Uh, listen, man, I, I know God says a lot of things, but I don't know if he's saying shake it fast. Listen, God man. says come as you are, but my people, for, for the song, let's, let's, <laughs> let's keep it Let's keep it in the realm, you feel me? Man, listen, definitely another great show, ladies and gentlemen. Black Caesar, how you feeling, man? Man, I feel good, man. I feel like, man, uh, you know, you got to feel heavy-hearted because, you know, DMX, even Black Rob, but that's what... The beauty of life in general is, man, once you feel down and you feel bad, you can celebrate somebody's Absolutely. life. Absolutely. So I, I feel I feel a little heavy-hearted, man, but I'm glad, you know, you it helps you get through sometimes. You just go through the routine, so. Absolutely, man. And, and definitely, once again, thoughts and prayers to DMX family and definitely thoughts and prayers to Black Rob. Black Rob, yeah, man. You know what I mean? Definitely these are our legends. Let's protect them, but not just the legends, ladies and gentlemen. Let's protect each other. Yeah. Because we all we got is what they say, right? Indeed. Now it's time to prove it. And I think that's a perfect way to end. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another great episode with the one and only Unapologetic Review. We'll be back next week.